What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of Toronto sports? This is the third part in this three-part mini-series called, tentatively called, hmm. Toronto Sports Therapy. And there's not a chance in hell. Oh, hell yeah. There's not a chance in hell I could do this without one of my favorite person to talk sports about. The one, the only, Big Bar Walker. What's up, baby? Misery loves company. Does it not, El Jefe? Fucking A. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Buddy, I, like always, I'm excited to be here with you, but it's just a repeat thing that our, the entire theme of every episode is negative. <laughs> like, it's just every <laughs> fucking time, man. <laughs> how does it happen? Because we're Toronto. How will they ever know? How, how will they know? Yeah. We're Toronto. That's just how it is. Yeah, well, I, unfortunately, it seems like that's going to be like the um, that's going to be like the ongoing thing. This this series, this little like little three parter, is all about the pain and agony of believing your own hype, being a homer, um, believing too much, maybe watching too many Disney movies. This whole movie is this whole episode, I should say is all about the pain and agony of being a Toronto sports fan. And no one else is going to know that better than you, Ba. How it, does this happen? It, how, how does it happen? Okay. First off, it, it doesn't even matter if you're a homer. I think besides my entire life being miserable because of this, uh, I think that in the last few years, just constant, constant misery. This is just what this team is like. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know how many times I've gone on here and I've bitched to you the same stuff. And uh, kudos, shout out everybody getting on the Steve Simmons little hate train. I'm loving that right now. Fucking <laughs> all, all, finally, dude, we are yeah. at least a year ahead of everybody else. Yeah, I love. We're that, living in the, the future. We're living in the future. Yeah, but this this is just this is what it is. Like I, you you can't even be a homer and excited because I've tried everything with you. I've tried positive and believing when we thought they were going to dominate the other year and they got shit on by Montreal. I've tried to be as pessimistic as possible and been like, nah, man, I, I don't care, whatever. It doesn't matter till the playoffs. And then my heart is strung the entire season along and whatever team just fails me once again. So I don't know what road to take with Toronto sports besides just completely giving up and quitting, which is never on the table as much as it pains me to say. As much as you want to say it and you believe it in the moment of, of pure uh, fiery passion, you know, the goal goes in uh, and Tampa wins and you, you throw your Ryan ginger into your TV, shattering your TV. And you say to yourself, fuck it. I've had it with this team. You wake up in the morning and like a good lover, you think to yourself, where would I be without them? I can't downgrade and cheer for some piece of shit team. Like, the uh, Montreal Canadiens or the Buffalo Sabres. I couldn't do that. Yeah, I've, no. I've, I've invested in the, in a team that is, is widely considered the greatest franchise in all of sports. Why would I, why would I then downgrade and become a Calgary fucking flames fan? Not fucking happening. I'm not, I'm not settling. I, I live outside, but cheer for a world-class city. Why would I then downgrade and fucking become a Indianapolis Colts fan? Fuck yeah, that. It, yeah, it's a sad existence, I think, when you're a Buffalo Saver or another one of these market. I mean, 
a lot of these teams, like the truth is we're just the meme team at this point. Like there's just nothing until we win the cup, which yes, I get it. All the comments, everybody bring them forward. We're never going to win it. Absolutely. But we're just the meme team. We're always, people are going to joke. It doesn't matter if you even know a thing about hockey. We're just going to be the butt end because we're the Maple Leafs. Cause we're so popular. It doesn't matter good or bad. We fill the seats. We're number one in merch. That's just what's going to come along with it, I guess. And that's just our existence. Really? It's just this misery, but, but nice looking jerseys. Like the team looks great. And you know, also on a positive note, just before everything is completely negative. Think of it this way. <laughs> El Jefe, we got another seven months before the Leafs do something similar. So, you know, I mean, enjoy it, it seems like a lifetime really. When, when you put it that way, it seems like a lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, uh, I let, let's stick with the Leafs. Um, you know, I, oh, you and don't I don't want to get into the collapse. You don't want to get into the collapse. Well, I, I, I think we can, but because we're already, we're already, you know, Going we're already the there. Let's, let, let's rip this bandaid off because there's mm. reasons to be optimistic this upcoming season. And we'll get into that <laughs> at another time on another podcast. Um, I, I think the, the point of the matter is, you know, we can only, we can only gauge this, team this toronto maple leafs team um by where this majority of the core um started which is you know 2015 they draw they draft off to austin matthews the year before they they draft mitch marner i think i got that right and then the year before that willie neander whatever so they have a, a juicy farm system or juicy young talents and everybody starts buying into this idea that they're doing it the right way. And as um, a fan base that was already kicked around like a bag of shit for not making the playoffs for 10 years prior to that, you know, for 10 years, they were a, a bad to mediocre team. Yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think I, and, and if that doesn't infuriate you enough, look at every fucking franchise in sports that has never won a championship. That's what it's like. That's, that's oh the team's there we like them uh but they're not winners so we're not on board man um, the worst part is is mediocrity because it, it's one thing with the parody in this league to be shit because you know i mean unless you're literally piss poor management and you don't know how to handle assets but you're eventually going to probably draft and kind of sign your way out of being complete garbage but when you're just like that bottom kind of middle of the pack team and you're like seven draft pick to like 10th, 11th overall. It's like, that's the worst part where we were a couple of years. That's brutal mediocrity. I, I, I it's, it's hard to watch as a fan. You know, I think back to uh, Sundin's last couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, you have him on a wing with Nikolai Ponikarowski and Nick Antropov and Oni. And in every other team in the league, these guys are third liners. And on, on our team, they're, they're, you're putting them up with at the time, <laughs> maybe the, the best Leaf centerman in a hundred years. I don't know. I don't know what they do. I don't know how to, where to rank Sundin, but you know, he's a, he was a point, point two five player a game. So, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be a star player. So you look at that and you think to yourself, well, if they could just sign, uh, a winger, like a, a reasonably pretty good winger, 
he could produce better. But imagine you sign two wingers and all of a sudden this guy could be on an elite line and it never really happened. They always had like two thirds of an elite line and Sandin kind of dwindled his career here in Toronto. I don't want to say dwindled because the early two thousands, they had some pretty good success, but for years afterwards, they were shit. And what I'm trying to say is they groomed the fan base to be like, guys, we're on the brink of cracking the code. And I, you know, I admit I bought into it. I'm like, yeah, you know, they are on the brink. Sundin's a great player. Uh, uh, Ed Belfort, Curtis Joseph, these are great goaltenders. Gary Robert, like these, these are great players. Uh, some might even, I mean, some are Hall of Famers. For sure, this team's going to crack the code. They never did. Then you buy, then you get into this lull, the Brian Burke era, Dion Phaneuf, Jason fucking Blake, Vesita, like all these fucking piece of shits. Uh, sorry, Dion Phaneuf, I take that back. You weren't a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, but yeah. just so many, so many guys that just served up this fake dream. And as fan base, as, as the loyal fan base and the believers, we just, we just kept buying in. Yeah. You know what? They're gonna only gonna get better. They can't get any worse. But then they did get worse, and then they purposely tanked to get the greatest American-born player ever to live. And I'm on board for that. If you if the rebuild, you had me. I was. I honestly thought I was buying back in at ground level. I was buying in as a Leaf fan, thinking to myself, "This is a rebuild." They're going to do it the right way. They're going to do it just like Chicago did it, just like Pittsburgh did it. They're going to build this dynasty team. Now, fast forward five, six years later, or five, six seasons later, we're slightly better. We're making the playoffs instead of missing the playoffs. We're having these incredible seasons. Uh, We're crushing our old point totals from year, yesteryears. And we're still served the same shit sandwich of you guys. Thanks for your money. Thanks for allowing us to charge the most in the league for everything. You guys still get nothing. Suck my ass. <laughs> that was quite the rant. Thank you, sir. So, uh, you know, I've had some practice. I've had some practice. No, that's great. That's great. I'm like, I had four <laughs> or five points going consistently. And then you go on to another better point. I'm trying to match them all. So <laughs> quickly to the Sundin thing, there's a couple of factors. And it also goes to this team now. The thing is, no matter if this team is good, bad, or completely shit, the expectations secretly in all of our minds, whether we admit it or not, is this is the chosen team to finally bring the cup home every single year. Pretty much even if the expectations are completely unrealistic and we know it's not going to happen, i.e. the Peter Horacek coaching era right before Matthews and whatever, okay? You still think maybe there's a chance, these guys. So we always tend to overhype Toronto players who are incoming, and they end up getting bigger contracts and bigger roles, which comes back to the wingers with Sundin that you're talking about. So we have all these issues. Now, with this team we have now, I have shared my anger and frustration over the years multiple times, somewhat known for it in our friend group. But the truth is, what are you going to do? Like, honestly, what, what is the better alternative Leaf fans? And this is the quandary and the, and the part that is so frustrating for all of us, because this is a good team. This is a really good team. We have arguably the best player in franchise history and we're over a hundred years old and we're watching him play. Not only that, we have a hometown kid who is just putting up close to a hundred points. Willie's having a season. A, a local kid is wearing the C and chose to come here. We've got defensemen signing long-term contracts that 
they're definitely top four, top two. There's an argument for both for Morgan Riley, who I love. We've had somewhat good goaltenders and yeah, they've screwed us. So we don't, we lose in the first round again, which is very possible or not make the playoffs. Sure. What are we going to do? Fire, fire Dubis, get rid of Keith. Yeah, probably Keith and, and blow up this team. I don't think so because I don't think it's, it's not even like we can build a better team. Like I, I, they go out and spend, you're right about this team. Yeah. They want to take our money and, and they never win. They shove it up our hoop. But I mean, Dubas is spending. He, he got Felino at the trade deadline, which at the time seemed like a great piece. He, in the off season, I was he's so happy in, about that. Exactly. He, he's brought in pieces. So it, it, they've done all the right things. He, he didn't want uh, toughness and grit in his first few years. That didn't work out. He changed, brought in toughness. So they're trying to address issues. It's, I don't know if it's the pressure of Toronto is, is truly too great for people and, and media and everything is just, it's too much, but it, they're just not performing, but there's no, like we can't, yeah, the coach is going to be gone for sure if we don't make it again. But, like, we can't really get rid of these players. We're stuck in the salary cap hell with this bullshit NHL. Hopefully it's going to go up to close to $100 million, like they're saying. And if that happens, we're going to have some real flexibility and hopefully add some pieces. But we're just kind of stuck right now. We're, we're a really good team. We've got really good pieces. And they just – the players just need to mature and do it. You, you just need to want it so bad. You, it's not that you want to win. You just hate fucking losing so much. You refuse to lose. Get that goddamn mentality. I, I think I think you're right. I think part of his mentality. I think you know you got the coolness and the calmness of a guy like Austin Matthews, who you could you could see in in the uh, Tampa series last year. I think he led the the series in hits, or maybe he's the he had the most hits as a Leaf. Uh, you, you definitely don't want the league's MVP to be doing that, but the league's but MVP also, it was, it was an incredible that. series. We could have won that. He fucked us. Vasilevsky fucked us game seven. Like it was a good series and, and the refs, but that's the other thing. Like, I, yeah, we, brought, yes. we, we brought this point up uh, with Kyle, like, uh, like, you know, it happens every team where umpire umpires or refs shit the bed. Uh, and you know, in that Tampa series game six, we had those really wacky calls that didn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, just to touch on the blue Jays, we'll get to the blue Jays. But if you watch that game, game two against the Mariners, Danny Jansen's up to bat bottom of the ninth runner on first or second camera or what it was. And, there, and I'm watching the ESPN feed. I'm not even watching the pizza shit Rogers Sportsnet feed. Uh, I'm watching ESPN and the, even the, the, the pitch comes in. It's six inches far off the plate on, on uh, outside of the plate. The broadcaster's like, wow, that wasn't even close. And they called it a strike in the fucking bottom of the ninth with one out, one on Danny Jansen, who's been three for four in the game and who's swinging a hot bat. And you can't even give the guy the courtesy of that call. That was, I saw that. And I was like, yeah, we're fucked. We're fucked. I mean, the collapse was one thing, but we're fucked. So what I'm trying, the point is, umpires and referees just seem to be the bad guys because they're guys to blame, but also you make shitty calls. You get called shitty names. Oh, there, there is a worldwide epidemic of ref shit housery going on. It is <laughs> severely underreported how terrible these guys are at their fucking job. You know what? I get it. The fans are hostile. Now you have players freaking on them, coaches, expectations. You're on national television. Guess what? You get paid for this shit. Come on Be down. Better. 
come to my job. I'll get you a warehouse job. You can work for me, no problem. And you don't have to worry about any of the stress. If you don't want that, then you're going to have to deal with the criticism and get good. You're, you're not wrong. I, you know, the, just the, the hardest part for me being a, being a big Lee fan, being a diehard fan is my emotional investment. And the way that they play with my, I feel like I'm going to write a boy band song. <laughs> quit playing Love games with my, you. yeah. Quit playing games with my heart. Okay. I can't do that. I'm going to make everybody wet. Um, <laughs> so the, like, you know, like the, the emotional investment and, I, and, I, and mm-hmm. I was talking to this with Kyle is at the end of the day, I'm just so heartbroken because of the time invested, the financial investment. I'm not even talking about going to games because that's way out of my wallet, but the jer- you know, every other season getting jersey, a hat, a t-shirt here, repping the team. We're talking right now. I'd even plan this. I'm wearing Toronto Maple Leaf shorts as we speak right now. The bottom line is it's like we I invest in this team. I buy into this team. I wave the flag at this team. And I get it, they're doing their best, probably. They're probably doing their best. Maybe it's some Illuminati bullshit. Who knows? I don't know. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But it's just like I don't, I don't know another fan base that has suffered like Toronto. Okay. You know, like we take the Raptors off the table because of the 2019 win. Obviously that was the biggest thing in franchise history. Uh, wildly important. Say what you want to say about it. It was incredible. Say what you want to say. That was cross wired. That, That was, and obviously because everything revolves around you and I, we had been complaining so much about, please, 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 I'll do anything for a Toronto championship. Please, Lord, please. And he was yeah. like, all right, fine, fine, do it. And he gave us the Raptors, and we were like, oh, no, wait, that's sick. But we, we were actually talking yeah. to Leafs or Jays, like, spe- specifically Leafs. And he's like, oh, no, sorry, sorry. I said yeah. Toronto. You guys didn't, you know. And yeah, that's what you, it was. You guys got yours. Now we need to, now I need to move on to yeah. – uh, uh, now I need to move on to uh, the uh, Dave read out this list of saddest sports cities in North America, including the Big Four, NFL, NBA, uh, MLB, and NHL. Which is yeah. funny because yeah. as of this year, the MLS MLS has overtaken the NHL as the fourth powerhouse in sports in the United States. Which that's just that is just fucking embarrassing. The league's over a hundred years yeah. old. It's been based out of the States for over, over 75 years. And you think that they could get their shit together. Anyways, that's not the point. The point is Minnesota was ranked the saddest of all sports, sports teams, sports cities, you know, Viking. I don't know if the Vikings have a a super bowl win. I don't think they do. Yeah. Uh, twins. I think in the early nineties might've had one with Jack Morris. I think they had it before the Jays did. Outside of that, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves have been shit forever. North uh, Stars did shit. Yeah, North Stars is wild, wild. You know, like they're always in the playoffs, but they're never. You know, they're they're more embarrassing than any other team because they're always ultra defensive. I mean, this year it might change. This year they might actually have an offensive base team, but they've been heavy defense for a long time. Uh, and they don't have any razzle dazzle. They have those horrible contracts there, but Bill Guerin's going to straighten that team out. They'll be better at some point. I'm just saying Minnesota is like now like it's Toronto had their, had their time to become the city of champions. You had the 2017 MLS win. Uh, they, they did, was it the following year that they had the upset? No, 
it was a year before that they had the upset and they yeah. came back 2017 to win. And then 2019, I think they went to the finals, but lost. You had the Raptors in 2019. You had the Toronto Wolfpack. You know, I know it's not as important, but they, they were winning championships. You had the Argos Marlies winning championships. The Argo, you know, that time, it, everything was on the rise. And, and then you had the Leafs who were a little bit ahead of the Jays in the rebuild. The Leafs start to put it together. Started with with Mitch Marner, uh, Willie Nylander before that, and, and and having pieces, they started putting it together. Then, of course, Austin Matthews came to town, and that was a big deal. The Jays signed Vladdy Jr. as a thirteen or sixteen year old, whatever it was, gave him thirteen million dollars, and they start to build. They had Bobichet already drafted at that point. They had guys like Kevin Biggio. They had uh, I can't remember his name, but they ended up trading him. Jeff Conine's kid, like they had some second generation players that were, that were on the ups and everything in Toronto sports was looking like it was going up. Like I said, you had all those like B division championships. I don't, I don't call them like B sports championships. Uh, you had your minor affiliates doing well. Everything was looking. Yeah. If the minor affiliates are going to look, do well. Of course, the least are going to do well. All those players are going to graduate and they're going to have that winning pedigree. I know I've said this on this podcast. This podcast has been around long enough that we've seen these teams mature. And yet we still get punched in the dick. We still get a big fucking mouth full of shit. How? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That year we lost to Montreal and they went to the cup finals. That was probably our year and Montreal took it from us knowing our luck. But yeah, it's it's like uh, you're saying, and and Buddy said it's we're the villain in a Mighty Ducks movie. Like we are, we're the big juggernaut team, and we look like fools always in the end. It's it's who we are, man. David Ayer, Zamboni goalie, like just oh fuck, I totally forgot about all those. Yeah, nobody else in the NHL seems to have the contract issues we have. You you know, like Oilers, everybody can sign our former players to even bigger contracts, and they, it just works out for everybody but us. So. But hey, you know I, what? This is why Bettman's in the Hall of Fame while on the job. This is what he deserves. Now the fifth biggest uh, sport in North America. He's had, what, three to four lockouts in a tight, hard, restricted salary cap with the South kind of growing, but not in some markets, including one team in a university campus. Hey, beauty. Sick league. Yeah. You know, it, it, you hate, you want to love the NHL for the longevity. You know, you think of the longevity of the NHL. The NHL in its form right now is the longest. Right, you take away the NFL because there, there was like eight football leagues that ended up merging together. You t- you take away the NBA, which was two different leagues, and they merged to become the NH- uh, NBA. The NHL as it is has been more or less like this, with almost no competition for a long fucking time. And yet you still okay. okay but what, I mean, this not even what you know. Like let's let's keep this close to home because that's what it's all about. Let's graduate onto the Jays. The fucking collapse of all collapses, the biggest collapse in, in baseball playoff history, over a hundred years of history. Now we own the title for the fucking choke artists that we are. The fucking Toronto Blue Jays, the, the little engine that could. This year they had me buying in, Bob. They had me <laughs> oh, buying yeah. in. I was at that fucking, for, yeah, I was at that first game of the season where they debuted the brand new Jumbotron, the weird arms and legs of the Jumbotron, which if you look at the new renderings of the the stuff that they're going to do in the, in the off season, like all the makeovers in the off season, it's looking like this new addition that they did. Isn't even going to be a factor. It looks like they're going to just, yeah. So that's awesome. Like, thanks for that. Um, that first game of the season where we should have fucking known Barrios gets lit up. Jays come back to win. Okay. 
They had this big amped up, get you ready video package about last year was a trailer. This year is a fucking movie. Blah, blah, blah. We're going to fucking do it. We're going to go to, we got World Series aspirations. You got fucking World Series nothing. That's what you got. <laughs> the fact that you fucking got your ass kicked by your expansion cousins of fucking bullshit Seattle Mariners who haven't been good in fucking 20 years with a team of fucking young draft picks that are playing like they're vets. It blows my mind how this team had like the first the fucking baseball season was a roller coaster ride. The truth be told, we could never get a Jays edition out because there's too many highs and lows. And I get the baseball season's long, but you got to tell me as is, were the Jays actually good enough, or were we just too close to the fire? We, I mean, we're definitely like a playoff. And a good team in the AL, but there were glaring holes. Like we saw, like you just kind of were talking, like talking about, like all season, just these glaring errors, the bullpen pitching. We've brought this up multiple times. I was pissed off at the Jays. I took my mom to two games this year, one home run in both games, separated by months, two losses, both by Kikuchi. That, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So just a rough year. I mean, you know what? Yeah, the bats were sometimes there. There were some personal accolades. Some guys were having, like, Bichette during that one stretch was absolutely fantastic before almost ruining Springer's career. So, you know, there there were some positives during the season. But, yeah, glaring issues, and, and maybe we were too close to it. But I got a question for you. Do you think that that is a bigger just than the leave collapse? <laughs> which one's Which one's bigger? Leafs? Yeah, great question. So I think you look at it like this. Um, when you look the at the body, when you know, when you look at the body of work, the yeah. Jays were never the kings, kings of the AL, right? Like the Jays were always just kind of like keeping their head above water, treading water, treading five hundred. You know, when they got to about that hundred. 100 game mark you're like what kind of team is this because we really didn't know we really didn't know they, they didn't run away with anything they, they had those hard team yo they fucked up boston this year which was all you know you always get like a thumbs up in my book for fucking on boston yeah. um like they, they smashed boston but that was it that was that was it that was the, it, that's the equivalent of the ottawa senators being the leafs you know ones in the last five years being like we fucking own the leafs okay it's like fuck you okay like it's it's not enough for me so to answer your question is this, the Leafs for the last three seasons have been a really good regular season team going into the playoffs. Was it? Okay. Hold on. I need your help here for a sec. Three years ago. Was that Columbus or was that four years ago? I, I believe three, right? It, it, was, so it was Tampa, it, Montreal, Tampa, Montreal, then Columbus was three. And then was it Boston, Boston, and then Washington, Washington and then Boston again. Yes. So, okay. So I had at the end of that Washington series compared to where I feel now with this. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm like, we're we're almost there. We almost beat Ovi, man. We're almost there. We took him to six games. We're sick. (laughs) Yeah. I feel the exact same way. So, okay. So here, so to to answer your question, long winded, long winded answer, long story longer is (laughs) the big, the bigger letdown is the Leafs because they were such a strong regular season team. The Jays, Last year, I mean, last year, not making it into the playoffs. I was at that last game, last home game of the season uh, where they needed to win. They did win, but also New York won, which edged them out. The year before that, getting crushed in the baseball bubble uh, against Tampa in that wild card game where 
honestly, I didn't even watch any of the games because I was like, this isn't going to be good. And they got spanked by Tampa. And then they got beat out by New York, not against New York. And then this year losing to uh, Seattle, a team that I guess the rebuild cycles roughly the same, which look, and also just like for years, we'd own Seattle in Seattle until this year. And that yeah. should have been a calling card. That should yeah. be a calling card because that, that team, that Seattle team is good. You don't want to take anything away from them. They lost Kikuchi and gained Robbie Ray. We lost Robbie Ray and gained Kikuchi. That should be a fucking nutshell that, right there. That, yeah, that, that was the number one signal, but, but honestly, it's just like, it just, it's obviously, it's so easy to say this afterwards with the blow up, but it almost felt like not Jay's years because this MLB season, besides the whole judge home run thing, which was its own New York Yankee, typical bullshit media. There was just like certain teams of destiny this year in baseball, Baltimore, Seattle, whatever these teams that just went on these runs, had these moments where you were just like, Oh man, something special could be happening here. That, that never seemed like the Jays at all. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Jays never had like that, that hot moment. They had a couple of uh, win streaks, like 10 game win streaks. I got strung out throughout the year. Outside of that, they, they never went on these tears where they were world beaters. So you go on these tears and then lose to the up and coming Baltimore. Yeah. And, yeah. or, or they would, uh, they'd be crushing the Yankees in this four game series and then lose the last game of this. Like, wouldn't you want that? Like, I get it. You can't really fucking hand pick your wins, but if you have New York against the ropes uh, against the ropes. You fucking hit you. You go for that last win. You don't fucking like, and I'm sure they didn't take it easy, but you want to sweep that team. You don't want to let that team linger, especially New York, who was on a historic run at one point, uh, who are about to, uh, who are not about to, but who will not shock me, but shock some in our baseball pool about not making it out of the first round. Cause I don't think they will. Yeah. I doubt that either, but that's just my complete bias against the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. go, go ahead. No, I, I was just, I was going to say, you know, the, the Yankees aren't a good team. Uh, and Aaron judge is just having a, a tremendous season, all that fucking hoopla about his home run race. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, I guess it, it is a record, I guess, but it's the same level of record of Vladdy last year, hitting 42 and being the youngest player to hit 42. It's like, I guess it's a record, but it doesn't, doesn't really mean anything when it comes so. to the Yankees and, and them being 61, 62, that makes me fully appreciate and have McGuire Sosa bond, all their records stick. So judge 62, nowhere close to the record. Sorry, bud. And you know what? Newsflash. If he played on any other team, he wouldn't have hit the fucking record. Okay. If he was in certain ballparks. So yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> if, if he played in Kansas city, he would, have, he would have had 34 home runs this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I you know when it when it comes to everything else, internal sports and the letdowns, you know the Jay the Jays, you know, there 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 was sorry, let me organize my thoughts here. There was a time where losing to Boston for the Leafs was bad. Then the Raptors kind of took that torch of losing to Boston in Game Seven, and I think goodness it wasn't a loss to Boston this year. But when you look at the collapse that happened to the Jays this year, when you look at the collapse that have happened to the Leafs, I don't know if it's mental toughness. Dave seems to think it's mental toughness. I don't think it's mental toughness when it comes down. Like, I honestly think it is just like this X factor that they, they I don't know if they suppress it in, in the guys or what, like there is just this X factor that the, that 
these Toronto teams don't seem to have. And maybe it's because it gets spoiled. Like the Jays get spoiled because there's Canada, Canada's team, you know, they have, uh, you know, fans all across the border. Um, and any of those border cities, you'll see tons of Jays fans. The Leafs are a lot like that too. Maybe it's something like that. I don't know for sure, but it just, it doesn't make any sense to me why it happens to Toronto teams, which feels like more often than any other cities. Like you never hear about, Oh, all these Pittsburgh teams choking. You never hear about, uh, all these New York teams choking. Like the Yankees have, have been falling apart since the all-star break and yet are, and still won the division. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I am my father's son at the end of the day. So I do kind of believe the old school aspect of heart and mental toughness. I, I do kind of fall into that camp, but it's so tough to explain with this city because whether it's the constant media pressure, the pressure from the fans, which yeah, maybe there's pressure, but I think with social media and the internet, every fan base has idiots that are loudmouths, and that's kind of disregarded. So I, I would more handily blame the media over everything, but you know, maybe you're touching on something. Maybe it's right. Like maybe, you know, these are pretty much corporations with HR companies and these guys are treated like gods and you know, they're, everybody's treated with respect, not saying they shouldn't be, but it's just life's really easy. And at the end of the day, win or lose, you know, you get to drive your SUV home to your millionaire home. You still got the contract. You still have a job. Like there's certain aspects that don't go away, win or lose it. And, and maybe that's a huge component, but there just doesn't seem to be that whole, when you're down a goal or two going into the third period or going into the eighth, ninth inning, there's like nobody giving the speech. There's nobody getting fired up from the speech and there's no answering the call. Like I just, you're I don't know what it is after all these years. It's, it's pretty much at the point where I either got to just ride with it and hope for the best. And just my, my kids in the future, I'm going to pat them on the back, just like my dad did and be like, listen, I know buddy, it sucks, but it's, like it's brutal and you know, there's hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel with the salary cap going up. Uh, even with baseball, you know, the Jays, they're still young. We've still got the pieces in place. Hopefully they can solve pitching and whoever's going to be our manager next year, but very frustrating to be a leaf fan and, and hard to be optimistic sometimes. It, it is. And I mean, last year we, we talked about it in our, in our preseason episode, I'm ready to get hurt again, again, but you know, <laughs> so like hopefully we named it. Yeah, it, the bottom line is, it's another show me year for a Leaf Leafs to Leaf fan or Leaf Nation. It is another show me season, and if you can't, if they can't get it done this year, I I, I don't know what's going to happen with the fan base. They're always going to have fans. There's always going to be people buying jerseys. There's always going to be people supporting it. Will I? Now I, I had this chat with Kyle. He's like, I, I just don't. I'm not emotionally tied into sports like like he like you guys are. I'm like. I get it. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm emotionally tied in because this is like a long standing relationship with no fucking payoff. You know, they got me hooked when I was a young kid, like Cindy Crawford with her beautiful face and her long flowing hair. It was all great. And then they, they, they hooked me like, like, uh, Doug Gilmore and, uh, Doug Gilmore and Wendell Clark and Felix Poffin and Dave Ellett, maybe not Dave Ellett, but they, Dave Andershock. They hooked me as uh, the 92, 93, 94 Leafs who were great and mean and blue collar and blood gushing out of your face and, and all over your Jersey and still finishing your checks. 
they had me hooked because that's what I thought hockey was all about. And, and then they teased me again in the, in the uh, early, like late nineties, early two thousands with these, you know, Sundine led teams with, I guess, Cujo and, and Belfour and, and Gary Roberts, who you know, we talked about all those guys. And I was like, okay, I'm reinvested. And then, you know, they went through another dip and now, you know, they got this, this, this young core of really good players who just aren't getting it done, but I keep getting drawn back in. And it's not like, like when I, you, Jesse, do you watch any shit TV? Like, do you watch any reality show or any reality TVs or anything like that? Uh, I do watch shit TV, but if it comes to reality, it's what I see Megan watching as I walk by. <laughs> okay. my Years ago, my wife got me hooked on Big Brother. Oh, boy, and I looked at shit. Big Brother. It is shit. But you know what? I look at it now. I look at it as this huge human experiment. Because what, what they're doing is like they're putting like one of everybody into like this group of people. And then you see who wants to link up with who, like who wants to create these bonds with people. Anyways, the point is I don't want to watch a show, but every summer when it comes on, I'm like, I'm fucking in because I want to see how this fucking cast of outcast make it work. Who's going to win? Who's going to take home the glory? The same fucking thing is with the Leafs and the Jays. They got this crazy cast of outcast or unique personalities. And it's like, let's see how these fuckers are going to win this million dollars. Let's see how this goes. And I'm fucking every time I get, and I get reinvested into this team. It just throws me for a loop. I'm fucking pissed off. And I'll tell you what, that loss to Montreal, I went radio silent for two weeks on our group chats. I have people fucking text. Yeah. And that people text me, Hey man, are you okay? And I didn't respond back because I wasn't okay. The reason I wasn't okay is because I was too invested. I was too close to the sun. I was flying way too close. My wings melted. I fell into the Atlantic. I died. I don't know if it was the Atlantic, whatever. The point of the matter is I was too close. Last year I wheeled it back, but then I just got lucky. I got a playoff ticket and I saw, I saw them play in Tampa and I, and I fucking had the itch. I had the bug. I started doing fucking huge amounts of trauma belief cocaine, thinking to myself, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go. And 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 Austin Matthews goes on a tear and he's our guy. And I'm in again. I'm in. You've sucked me back in. It's the NW all over again. It's Hotel California. You can check up, but you can never leave. That's what being a Trump sports fan is. Holy fuck. Being a Trump sports fan is like Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. We got you. We own you. And those, all those fuckers who are like, oh, I'm now this kind of fan. The fucking Todd Payne's of the world. The fucking Kyle Shulman's of the world. The Neil, whatever his fucking last names are. All those fucks who say they're leave, not leave fans, but still fucking follow the leaves a little bit. All those fuckers. You'll be back at the parade. You'll all be at the fucking parade. I know it. You'll all be at the fucking parade. I know. <laughs> Take a shot. Take yeah, a right. breath. <laughs> so, so yes, it, it doesn't matter. You're completely right. They're going to suck you back in. Okay, quite a rant. You've gone on three this episode. I'm fantastic. sorry, man. I no, you know, no, I'm it's, so sorry. It's usually, it's usually me. I love sitting back this time. So, first off, first off, reality TV show. Actually, I used to watch one called The Challenge. And, and oh Survivor. yeah, if there's some type of athletic ability, I can't just do like romantic or drama where they just sit around and talk or dating. There has to be some type of athletic component. Right. When it comes to the Leafs, I am not denying that Dave doesn't enjoy sports. He doesn't love it. Okay? He has a great time. But he is missing a massive aspect of sports and fandom 
with taking out the emotional aspect. Sports play major parts in our lives if you're into it emotionally. They connect the community. They bring us together as a bonding experience when there are highs and lows. They connect generations, fathers, mothers, grandparents, tell stories of when they were kids, the stories they saw. They pass it down. There are massive impact and factors that sports brings to our lives that make the emotional aspect important and you know what you're right it makes us way too close to the team sometimes and i agree with you i say this almost every year and and i i I truly believe i don't even think i've actually recovered from the montreal loss and i would love to hear this as a leaf fan so if there's any montreal fans just just smile and nod with me and love it but it's like i will never get over that montreal loss truly and ever in my lifetime because just the way that the standings and the divisions and hockey and how it's all set up. It's just like, that was kind of a perfect storm during a crazy COVID once in a lifetime experience. And Montreal not only did, should we have won it, but we blew it. And that's just going to stick with me forever. That's just what it is. But one win to go on to the second round and everybody's back. Every single person is back. We're all back. Even if you take five, 10 years off from the Leafs, from the Jays, success brings you back. It is Hotel California, and it's never going to change. And yeah, throughout the years, the team changes, the players change. But as much as we hate to admit it, like we're here for the blue and white for that Maple Leaf. I'm here because my father loved it, and he's here because his grand, my grandfather, his dad, sat him down in the sixties in front of a black and white TV. And my dad grew up with Bore Salmi, Dave Keon. And, and you know what? My kids are going to become Leaf fans or they're out of the fucking house. You know, it's just tradition. It's, it's what it is. And it's never going to change. Just like your kids are going to be future Leaf fans. It, it, For sucks. Sure they will. it, it sucks, buddy. And there are going to be just so many more sucky moments to come. And we're going to experience them together. we'll be here for it we'll be here we'll be here to hold each other wipe the tears from each other's face it's gonna be okay folks think of Um, it this way ba is the positive one in this relationship now when it comes to toronto media that's how bad it's gone okay that's how bad this blue jay loss is and i actually think that this blue jay uh defeat is way worse than the leaf defeat and how they blew it in the percentage but at the end of the day, the Leaf one still comes out on top because all the memes about the Jays losing, it's all like Scooby-Doo pulling off the mask. Oh, wait, it's actually the Leafs. Like it, it yeah. always comes back to us. I go on to Insta- dude, I go on to Instagram, Reddit, whatever, whenever there's hockey news, like any of us do. And it could be something like Ottawa Senators signed the bring cat to an extension. All the top comments are how it affects the Leafs and fuck you, Leafs, Leafs suck. Like we live <laughs> in so many people's head rent free. And I'm list- I'm telling everybody that there are people out there who hate the Leafs more than they love a team, which is sad. It's, it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> it's so, and you know what? I, I, you know, I just, I, I don't know if it came over your ticker too, but it just came over my ticker. The um, Houston Astros just walked off the Mariners at, for a comeback Whoa. win. Yeah. So suck it. Mariner fans. You guys are chumps. You guys are gone. You guys can be home in no time. Fucking keep the bus warm. We, you guys are going back to Seattle later losers. Yeah, um, we're already home. So, uh. yeah, yeah. We're, we've been home. We were, <laughs> we were cleaned up sucker. 
Okay, I, uh, can I tell you the secret to life quickly? And please, to everybody yes. listening to Toronto fans, I've learned That'd be great. a lesson. Ranch out from Toronto, folks. Okay? I'm almost close to whatever decade ago, I, I took on Bayern Munich as a soccer team. I started following F1. I watched PGA with my grandfather. There is sports that are outside the Toronto market. I know. Impossible as it sounds, as crazy as it sounds, I don't get it either, to be honest with you. But it brings me about... 13% since we'll bring it back to Sundin. 13% peace of mind. And the other is Jays and Leafs just destroying me internally. <laughs> Ba, give, give us a Mama Walks take. How did she take the loss? I need to know. Uh, that's actually the part that pissed me off the most because she was actually so sad. I just kept getting the little sad yellow face emoji from her. Oh, after the, and Mama I'm getting, Walks. Yeah, and it actually made me so pissed off. But... Surprise, surprise, tons of positive takes. Okay. Hopefully nobody gets traded. Bichette's going to come back even stronger, answer all the critics. That was the number one thing she wanted me to tell. And then okay. also she says that Matt Murray is going to prove himself as a I like it. star. I'm in, year. I'm in mama walks. I'm in, Yeah, <laughs> I'm go. in. I like it. I, I, you know, I, I was telling Dave in our app, I really like the goaltending. I really like this team. They, the, the guys in overdrive today were just sucking the, the least dick real hard. But I'm telling you, this team, I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but this team is, is better than last year's team. This, this team has some steady goaltending. <laughs> Fucking Peter Mrazek is no longer a Trump Maple Leaf. Just that alone is such a win. Even Folks, if they took only me, had that murder. It took one Mama Walks comment to turn this guy around. Fucking A. That's how much I respect and love Mama Walks. That's what there happens. You go. There you okay, Bob. Listen, we, we got to cut this thing off. Uh, this has been a, a fun little series. It's very therapeutic. I feel a little bit better about the situation. Not a whole lot better. I'll be better once we can win the President's Trophy and then win the Stanley Cup. I'll be happy after that. Offhand, go. do you know – I couldn't remember earlier and I didn't bother looking it up. What is the name of the trophy for the team that wins the Eastern Conference? Oh man, you put me on. Is it the Clarence it, Campbell? Is it no. or is it the Princess of Wales trophy? Is that a thing? Oh yeah. See, because now I'm going to be unprofessional. I want to look it up on my phone. So we're not going to do that. But fans, I yeah, it's, I think it's either the Clancy or the Prince. Is for sure. Yeah. Okay. Put it in the I, comments and, and tell us how bad we are at not knowing this. Yeah. Well, what else is new? Uh, we don't fat check, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> Paul Walker Leaf Edition coming up soon. You're going to be on. Show me your TDs. Um, I got to imagine you guys are probably going to do an NBA show at some point soon. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to get everything going. The sports world's going crazy right now. I'm excited to do lease with you. And yeah, just like you said, show us your TDs. I'm going to be guest starring this week to talk about the five and O Eagles taking on. I hate the Cowboys and their fans so much. Uh, shout, the out worst to Mel- fans. Mel- shout out to Melky, a Cowboy fan. Yeah, <laughs> And the Goober. Yeah, I hate them so much. Can't wait. Yeah, I know. Cow- Cowboy fans are the worst fans, easily. They are legitimately the worst fans in the world. Maybe maybe the only other fans who are worse are people who love Lionel Messi. Yeah, awesome. or or fans of the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets. Oh, don't even get... Okay, so now it's turning into a Vancouver Winnipeg rant. Here we go, another hour. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, Ball walkers all over the network. You'll find them there if you like this. Also, um, not that we need to talk about it, but again, we just want to reiterate 
one important fact, and it, it runs deep within our bloodlines. We feel adamant about this. Our opinion will never change, uh, and it's and it's this. Fuck Steve Simmons. Oh, absolute trash human being. Fuck him. Oh, this this guy is going to get the worst kind of COVID. What AIDS? He's going to get COVID AIDS, and it's going to be bad news for him. And uh, and I don't know. I, maybe no one will show up at his funeral. I don't know. I'm sure he's a great guy in person. He's just a fucker. That's it. All right, boss. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, that's Bob Walker. I'm Anthony Alhefe. This is Charles Sports Therapy. Three of three. Let's go. Philadelphia Eagles five and zero. Oh.